Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Andrew Tate. Some of you might know him for his uncontroversial and mainstream views in social media. Recently, on an interview, Andrew Tate has had a lot to say about cryptocurrencies. In fact, his points can be sort of categorized into four main areas. In today's call, we're going to see some footage from that interview, discuss the four main points he's made, and deep dive into them a little bit further, because they're actually quite interesting points that help us understand the overall crypto markets. So if you want to find out what these four points are and get some insight into them, be sure to stick around until the end of this call. You're not going to want to miss it. So you're probably asking yourself, why would Andrew Tate want to speak about cryptocurrency in the first place? Well, cryptocurrency is at one of its worst points that it's been in in a very long time. BTC is currently trading below the 17k level. Whilst this might be flat on the 24 hour, it's a long way away from some of its previous heights. In fact, if we consider the year-to-date BTC chart, we'll see that at the beginning of the year, Bitcoin was trading closer to 50k, now down to 16k. In fact, in the overall history of Bitcoin, this is one of the lowest points it's ever traded at. Now, if you know about cryptocurrency markets, you'll know that Bitcoin is the leader, and what happens to Bitcoin tends to set the mood or tone for the rest of the cryptocurrency markets. Not surprising, therefore, that the second biggest crypto by market cap, Ethereum, is also struggling. It's currently trading around about the 1.2k level. Once again, by considering the year-to-date chart, we'll see that previously it was trading close to the 3.6k level, so it's down almost half from that. And again, overall, this is one of the lowest points in its history. Now, Bitcoin is the biggest crypto, Ethereum is the second biggest, together they set the mood for the rest of the cryptocurrency markets, which are generally referred to as altcoins. When BTC is struggling, when Ethereum is struggling, altcoins tend to struggle as well. In fact, we can see that the biggest gain for any altcoin in the top 100 by crypto cap today is only 4%, and that's Trust Wallet Token, which is probably just benefiting from the narrative of self-custody after the collapse of FTX, one of the biggest centralized exchanges in crypto. The bigger theme is actually very much losses in altcoins on the 24 hours. Kava down 8%, Aptos down 6%, 1inch 7%, Immutable X again 7%, Phantom, Cello, all quite established cryptos which are very much struggling. So these kind of volatile, hostile market conditions definitely make cryptocurrency an interesting talking point at the moment, which is probably why Andrew Tate brought it up. Would you believe that it was really one piece of news that led to the crash of these cryptocurrency markets, which of course was the FTX collapse, highlighting the importance of staying up to date with crypto news? That's why we're going to just consider a few of the top headlines in the cryptocurrency news before we go on to the Andrew Tate comments and the four points we want to discuss off the back of those. Things are staying tough in DeFi. In fact, the lending tech platform and popular yield farming destination Maple Finance cut ties with one of its most popular pool providers due to concerns over the inability to pay back an outstanding loan. On Monday, Maple Finance posted an article on its website revealing that over the last four weeks, orthogonal trading misrepresented its financial position to M11 Credit and is effectively insolvent. 
They have current liabilities totaling $31 million spread across four loans using the M11 Credit USDC pool previously listed on Maple Finance. The team at Maple was careful to draw a distinction between orthogonal credit and the trading arm of the organization, saying that no lenders in the orthogonal credit pool would be impacted as a result of the separation. M11 Credit acts as a delegate on Maple Finance to provide lending to parties seeking financing. Delegates fund Maple pools with capital and are responsible for executing due diligence on those who borrow. It was only after weeks of orthogonal trading, insisting their exposure to FTX was minimal, that the trading firm finally admitted to M11 Credit that the position was much larger than represented and was in fact the primary reason behind failing to make payments. So what is my main point with all of this? Well, pretty much that the impacts of the FTX collapse are not yet over, and further pain is coming for the cryptocurrency markets. FTX is not the only scandal. Of course, we also had Three Arrows Capital. At least the court has authorized the issuance of subpoenas to the Three Arrows Capital's co-founders, whereas the FTX and Alameda Research founders and CEOs are pretty much literally walking around town buying coffees and are not seeming to face any consequences for their fraud and crimes. Myself, along with other people in the crypto markets, are hoping that the next FOMC meeting will be a positive for the cryptocurrency markets that might see the prices turn up again. The next meeting is in about seven days. Of course, the FOMC meeting is when the Federal Reserve gather round to decide their interest rate policy. The expectation is that we'll either see a 50 or 75 basis point hike at the next FOMC meeting. A 50 basis point hike will be the less aggressive of the two scenarios and the one that is favorable for crypto and stock assets because it's going to create more risk on conditions. And of course, crypto and stocks are risk assets. So hopefully this 50 basis point hike and then softer hike in the next meetings to come will be good news for crypto prices. So we've looked at the charts, we've looked at the top headlines in the cryptocurrency news today. Finally, we're in a position that we can consider Andrew Tate's interview, the four main points and our thoughts on them. So Andrew Tate appeared on the Ahmad Mahmoud show to give an interview. There was all sorts of topics discussed, one of which was cryptocurrency. We will listen to the footage together, pause to draw the main points and analyze them a bit more closely together. So um, we were talking about people who got rich relatively quickly. A lot of those people are people who are into crypto. Yep. What do you think about cryptocurrency? Are you invested? Because, you know, a lot of people, they got rich of doing it. But I feel like to a certain extent, like, yeah, OK, they put in money. It got like whatever, like times 100x. But still, you would think that, OK, if it's so easy, how come people today are still not investing in it? You know, if if. So like, I don't know, what do you think about cryptocurrency? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a proponent of crypto. I do use crypto, Bitcoin, ETH, the big ones. Okay. I think that chasing crypto pumps is now over. We're not, the bull runs over, the stupid money is gone. Most people don't understand about crypto that it's person versus person. I see they launch these coins and then they start a Telegram community. Mm. And then if you go in the community, Discord, yeah, if yeah. you get in the community, everyone's like, yeah, we're all in this together. No, you're not. No. You're not in this together. You, if you're buying, or if you're selling, if you buy crypto at a dollar and then you sell it at $10, someone bought it off you at $10. Yeah. Probably in that same Telegram. Probably in the same Telegram group. So you're literally stealing money from the other people in your community. So this is point one, I guess. Crypto is person versus person. There is a sort of hostile element whereby we aren't all in this together because if you are buying something and selling it later on, 
someone else would have had the opposite viewpoint to you and therefore will be losing out on your win, let's say. This is the case. It's the case when it comes to cryptocurrencies. But actually, I would go further than this and say it's the case of every marketplace, not just cryptocurrency. It is true of stocks, commodities, derivatives. Heck, it's even true of the farmer's market you probably go to on the weekend. A marketplace quite literally exists as a mechanism to connect buyers and sellers. Of course, in order to sell something, someone else needs to buy it. So uh, whilst we might all be in this together, yes, the marketplace does involve winners and losers. And most people just try to win more times than they lose. The other people who believe in the project, you're stealing money from them. It's player versus player. They start these stupid communities so all of you sit there and don't dump so that the developer can dump. You're all dummies. You're all dummies. It's player versus player. So a second point you actually might have missed if you were going very quickly. He said, so that the developer can dump. So what might he be referring to here? Well, he's probably referring to the fact that there are a lot of crypto projects. And when it comes to these crypto projects, there are tokens behind these projects. So a founder will create, I don't know, let's just say for the sake of simplicity, 100 tokens to back their project. And I think he's calling them a developer here. So the founder, developer, whatever, creates a project, owns a lot of the tokens, sells them to me, you, the you know normal crypto investor, so that then he can dump them and benefit off of our hope that the price was going to appreciate and rally of these tokens. This is definitely true of bad projects. And unfortunately, our market has no shortage of pump and dumps. That is why we always say on the market meditations, newsletter, podcast, YouTube, etc, that you have to look at project white papers. Good projects share white papers. That should be your first red flag. If you can't see a white paper, there's something wrong here. Chances are they're trying to hide something. Now, if you do find a white paper, white papers reveal something called tokenomics, which is all about the tokens that I just mentioned in my example. Tokenomics show you not only the distribution of tokens, so we said in our example 100 tokens are created, it will tell you how many of those tokens the developer owns, whether he owns 10 or whether he owns 70 and therefore has a really controlling interest or role in this project. And it also shows you something called vesting terms. This is how long the developer, founder, whatever, cannot sell those tokens for, cannot pump and then dump. You want to see generally a vesting term of about one year. This means that the project founder can't actually sell his tokens, whatever that distribution may be, for at least a year. Good vesting terms will identify the kind of projects where developers can dump. I absolutely recommend that you look out for white papers, tokenomics, distribution, vesting terms to avoid falling for the very important trap that Andrew Tate has called out. And a lot of the dumb money is now gone. People who were stupid, who believed in all this they crap, they've lost all their money. Yeah. So now the only people left in crypto is the smart money. And that's very, very hard to steal, right? Yeah. So I think that the idea of chasing a pump right now is very foolish. Yeah. I also think that one of the detrimental things about crypto is that it recently made people a bunch of- Third point, chasing a pump right now is foolish. This is absolutely true. There was a reason we looked at the charts and the headlines at the beginning of this call. The markets, the conditions, the stories right now all indicate risk, all indicate volatility, all indicate that we are currently in a bear market. 
I certainly agree with the fact that chasing a pump is not good right now. Now is a more opportune time for doing other things, for identifying trends, for working on your own skills. Bear markets are absolutely opportunities. There are trends. In fact, in yesterday's call, we discussed a trending part of the market at the moment right now, which is showing a lot of promise. Chasing pumps is just not the play in a bear market. Yeah, sure. Uh, in the last two to three years or two, six months at nine months, whatever it was, the bull run. But the people who made money with crypto didn't learn any real skills. They didn't learn sales. They didn't learn marketing. So they didn't they learn management. Didn't, didn't learn how to deal with stress. Didn't learn how to grow a company. Didn't learn how to deal with taxes. They didn't, didn't learn, they didn't learn they didn't anything. They didn't struggle. Yeah. There was no pain. They bought a coin. They watched it go up. Mm. Now they tell the world how smart they are. They think they're a genius. They think they're too good to work, these people. Nah, I'm too smart to work. You don't understand. I know crypto. I bought this coin. My friend, every single coin went up. You're not a genius. Everything went up. All of them went up. You could have bought anything. Yeah. Yeah, you were in the right place at the right time. You made a little bit of money, but you've learned absolutely zero. And unfortunately, if you have money, but no lessons and you're still a dummy, that money is not going to last long and you're going to lose it. And the world we live in now is also hyper expensive. So point four, I suppose, is around having money, but not having skills. It's probably true that crypto participants won't learn a lot of the conventional skills that will earn them a role in traditional corporations. The skill set will admittedly be unique, and we have to be very proactive in crypto about acquiring skills. Here's a few of the ways. Volatility of the crypto markets and appropriate risk management will help teach you how to deal with stress. And exploring and interacting with new projects can teach you how to conduct independent research and be innovative. So use the volatility of the crypto markets to learn about managing stress or use exploring with DeFi protocols independently rather than just following behind an influencer who said to do so to learn how to be innovative, to research, to conduct due diligence. We can be proactive to try to make sure we don't fall into the scenario Andrew Tate has referred to here of having money but no skills. Or when you communicate in Discord communities, Telegram communities with other team members, if you're involved in a crypto project, try to actively develop your communication skills, your people management skills, your relationship building skills. Do all this and crypto can teach you skills for the new world, one of innovation, creativity, startups, and hopefully much more good things. We have this kind of setup every single day. Every single day, it's a new insight, strategy, discussion that we have and welcome for those who are trying to build wealth and improve themselves through the cryptocurrency markets. Au revoir, that is goodbye in French in respect to Morocco, who has made it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Great job.